Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! Possibly warm land of crowdfunding, the magical place that I love to dream about. But maybe maybe it's a place that I inhabit the most, where I find money for people for free. Yeah, that that place. So this is Successfully Funded. Like I said, I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, CEO of Woodshed Agency. And what we do is we specialize in crowdfunding, helping you get that startup off the ground, find that capital that you need to get your dreams to come true. But on our podcast here, Successfully Funded, what we do is we like to talk to project creators either while they're in the middle of a campaign or their campaign has just finished up. And that way we can give you, our listeners, the most up-to-date information on how you can be successful if you're thinking about running your own campaign. So with all that said, let's tune in, buckle up, let's do this. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Richard Jolly. And his company is New Grip 4-in-1. It's a... uh, I I can't even think what it, it's called at the moment. Um, tripod. There it is. I could not find the word tripod there for a second. So it's a uh, it's a floatable tripod for any type of camera, whether it's your DSLRs or your iPhone or your GoPros. So again, allows you to go out and be really adventurous with your photography or your uh, your videography. And this is an amazing project. They have a great campaign on Indiegogo. They've got a ton of backers. So again, I definitely recommend you guys go check this out. We're going to get to that interview here with Richard in just a little bit. So you can either, you know, maybe you want to just fast forward, just get through the, uh, the the Wenzel intro stuff. Just go, I, I want to get right to the meat. For everybody else, let's go ahead and have a nice appetizer. Let's dive in. Let's let's enjoy our meal tonight. Let's let's settle in and uh and not rush it. You know what I mean? Let's not rush it today. Let's let's have a romantic podcast episode. So what happened last week, right? No episodes. Well, it wasn't on my end. Uh, I had three episodes booked for Friday, which I like to record on Fridays, and then I put them out during the week. Um, everybody uh, no-showed on me. Uh, everybody uh, everybody who said that they couldn't show up, right? Uh, one of them was a no-call no-show, and the other two were, uh, you know, they, they, they had scheduling issues, so they couldn't do it. And I'm like, and that bothers me. I have a calendar system. It's called Calendly that I use. And people have to pick their own times. Like they, they go in and they pick. You, you, you know, you can't pick a time that you had something else going on, right? Like you booked a time with me. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating. So that's what happened last week. So for all of our regular listeners out there, I just want to apologize that we let you down. I, I don't know what else I can do for you, but I, I, it's, I know it's frustrating. I just, I know it's frustrating. I know you were like tuning in. You were just waiting for that Monday and Thursday episode and nothing showed up. And you might've been looking at your app the whole time going, where is, it's going to show up. It's going to show up maybe an hour later. Okay. It's going to show up. It's going to show up. And they never showed up. And I did it to you twice, both days. I owe all of you. I owe you guys something. I don't know what I owe you. I don't know how I'm going to even get it to you. I can't get you anything, but I owe you guys something, you know, maybe, uh, Maybe if you go to our website, woodshed.agency, I have some stuff there for you. Click the free stuff one. Maybe there's some stuff there. So that's what happened last week. 
So all the regular listeners, I apologize. I'm so sorry we let you all down. We'll try not to happen again. Maybe I should have re-released backup episodes. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find a solution for that. But I got to tell you, the other thing is I'm tired today. It's currently 11.14 Monday. I'm actually about three hours behind from when I was supposed to be recording this intro. So uh, for our, my editor, I apologize. I'm a little late. I was out till 1.15 last night. That's, yeah, on a Sunday night. And I had to mix yesterday. So I was up at like 6 yesterday. So I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it. I had a I had a cigar and a couple beers last night with my buddy Michael and, uh, you know, hanging out, sitting on the porch, just having a good conversation, you know, just just shooting the shooting the shit like a like a couple of uh, like it was a sewing circle, you know, a couple of ladies at a sewing circle. <laughs> I, I don't know. But um, uh, so, yeah, so that's that was last night. So I'm feeling it today. Uh, I got I'm, I'm still in that like burst of energy, you know, where I'm like, all right, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. But as soon I almost I know as soon as I eat my lunch and I'm like, uh, I know that's when it's going to really kick in for me. So so I got that going on. So, again, if, if right now, if you're not feeling the energy, you got to blame my buddy Michael and you got to blame the cigar and the couple beers last night. Um, it's just what it is just what it is uh what else what else so so i've also spent this morning this monday morning which is why this is why i'm about three hours late is i am uh researching a whole bunch of effed up stuff and i can't talk to anybody about it it's all about finances and money for the business and home life right like we can't get in touch with anybody i'm trying to make another bank account uh or i need another checking account for our business because i'll talk about it later but we've got a really interesting thing getting ready to happen here Uh, so i need another checking account to move to, you know, because I've got an injection of capital coming in, but um, you know, and then we're starting up a whole new little thing. I'll get more into the details later on it, but um, you know, I can't find anybody there. You can't get in touch with anybody. I finally, uh, I, I do some phone calling into, and we use Bank of America. I do some phone calling, and they're like, "That's yeah, just an hour and forty-two minute wait to talk to somebody." Cool, cool, that's awesome. On top of that, right? So. You know, um, I, I haven't been paid for all of July, I found out. So I've had no July income, so we're fixing that, and I can't talk to anybody there. So I've had to, you know, I'm, I'm yelling there. And then I, you know, went out and bought a couple things, or I, I redid this office, which I shouldn't have, knowing that I didn't know that I didn't get paid all a month. So I got that going on. So there's just a lot of that sort of stuff. It's one of those days where I'm like, cool, nothing's lining up. Oh, and then trying to get a pre-approval letter for our house. Like we're trying to buy a house, trying to get a pre- just a pre-approval letter so that we know where we can start looking or where we are. You know, we've sent off all of our data and all of our info, our bank statements, our W-2s, our payroll subs. I mean, just everything we've got. And they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, you need to be audited by a, by a, a CPA. I'm like, uh, uh, what? I'm like, and they're like, oh, it's probably just because of coronavirus that's, you know, that, that you need to be audited. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, come on, guys. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. So it's been, I'm not going to say it's been an amazing morning. It's been a morning of, it's like where you're really excited and it's like you just run right into a wall where you want to get stuff done, but the whole world doesn't want you to get, <coughs> excuse me, any stuff done. You hear that? That cigar from last night kind of kind of creep it up a little bit. I know that's gross. That's gross. But it was a very tasty cigar last night. I yeah, it was good. A couple beers, nice cigar last night, sitting out on a patio with nice breeze. It was nice, nice, nice. All right, so now I need to address something very serious. So I need everybody, if you're out there listening, just take a breath with me. I need to discuss man code at disc golf. Now, I took a buddy out disc golfing. Um, this was Thursday, I think, last week, Thursday. 
Yeah, Thursday. And it should have been a friendly disc golf, just a simple nine holes, right? Trying to, you know, I'm working on my throws for uh, my other buddy. Um, and just trying to get better at it, you know, work throwing some new discs, just trying some stuff. So I took out another buddy of mine and his son. And, you know, it was fine, right? We're all playing. But then when we start going into the woods, you know, with disc golf, you throw a lot of discs, they get in the woods, right? I don't know if you've you've ever played before, which I've only been playing for like two months, but, you know, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. You know, it's a fun time. So, you know, sometimes the discs, they go in the woods. You got to go in the woods and get them. And you also got to look for other people's discs, right? So everybody's using my discs, which is cool, right? But if you throw a disc in the woods, you got to go get it. And if I throw a disc in the woods, you know, you got to help me look, right? You got to, you got to help. So in terms of man code, it went with my buddy and he is, uh, he doesn't go in the woods. He's not going to, he's not going to help look. What are you doing? You got to go in, right? And then he sends my son in. I don't know about this one, but this one was a frustrating, well, I, I mean, it's all fine. At the end of the day, it's fine. It was a nice time. But it did strike me as you got to go in the woods and you got to help the buddy look for stuff, right? Like that is, that's a man code, right? I talked about it last night over my cigars and beers that I've mentioned multiple times here. And yeah, we all agreed that that's man code. You got to go do it. You got to go and help out, right? You got to go look, you know, you got to get a little dirty, right? You're not going to get ticks. Well, so I'm just saying you got to help and look. I help and look, right? That's man code. <sighs> so that's what's going on. Man code 101 right there. Help your buddy look for his disc if you're playing disc golf. It's that simple. All right. So with all that said, why don't we go ahead and get to the meat of this of this podcast episode? Let's go ahead. At, well, first, before we do that, let's get actually, let's get all of the, uh, the dirty work out. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, Make sure you're a subscriber. I need you to smash that subscribe button. Don't just click it. I need you to smash it. I need you to just get in there and just really hit it, right? Go, And that might be on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this on. Smash that subscribe button for me. It helps out immensely. Go over to YouTube right now. Smash that button. Get the little ding, ding, ding. You know, that way you get every time I up- upload a new ep- episode, you're getting it, right? So go do that. That's super important. If you're thinking about running a campaign, go to woodshed.agency right now. Uh, there's a ton of resources there. You can go to our blog section. You can obviously listen to the podcast. You can join our community over on Discord. We've got a lot of information going out over there. Last but not least, if you hit the consultation button, I give everybody 20 minutes. Let's hear what you got going on. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you whether you got something or you don't. So go and check that out. That's, that's something that can be uh, that can be really, really helpful for you. So there's a lot of resources that we're putting out there for you. And if all that fails, launch your campaign to be successful. That would be awesome too. So, with all that said, why don't we go ahead and kick my conversation with Richard? Let's go ahead and talk about uh, about uh, about the new grip four and one over on Indiegogo right now. Richard, the red light's on. This is go time. This is when all the pressure starts to set in. I'm sure you can feel it right now, right? You're all nervous. All right. No nervous? No, no, no. I'm okay. Not nervous but at all. Since you've said it. 
<laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're a pro. You, you know what you're doing here. So I start off all my interviews with this first question. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I had uh, mushrooms on toast with some scrambled eggs. So actually a pretty good breakfast. That's a great breakfast. That sounds tasty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Is that, is that a typical morning breakfast or uh, do you go something special on this Friday? No, no. Normally I kind of have something... <laughs> Got the phone that's, kicking off. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. um, uh, yeah, no, that's not. I normally have like a granola or something, but uh, I just sort of looked in the fridge. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, instead of talking about breakfast, why don't we talk about, you know, maybe why we're actually on this interview? Uh, so I just tell my listeners kind of who you are and what you're raising money for uh, over on Indiegogo right now. Okay. So, uh, so we, we launched a campaign on Indiegogo for, um, a product that we've been developing for two years. Um, it's called new grip four in one. Uh, and it is, uh, it's a, a grip for GoPro or, uh, DJI action cameras, even your, um, smartphone. Um, that's nothing unique. Um, you know, there's plenty of handles or grips available on the market uh, but what's unique about our product is it has these kind of four functions all wrapped into into one and those four functions basically get you through every day of your action camera life um, and the main feature is that it floats so it's the fo- first uh, floating uh, tripod um, so if you're enjoying your action sports like you're on a stand-up paddle board uh, and you're taking some cool shots and it drops in the water it'll float um, but then it'll also be a tripod it'll be a pole and it'll be a grip um, and it basically means that you never really have to transition you never have to get another accessory and kind of um, detach it and there's loads of opportunities to lose it in the water and all those sort of things so um, it's you know it's been received well by by some reviewers in the kind of action camera market Um, and they really love it because it just means they spend more time kind of enjoying uh, the moment with their camera or, you know, with their friends and family. They're not kind of um, annoying them by having to detach the camera and (laughs) go on to another accessory and and all those things. So that's that's, that's the product. That's great. So you mentioned two years. So like what's been happening over the couple of years to kind of develop it and get it to this point right now? Okay, so um, so the, the initial concept or the initial idea came to us about it was about three years ago, just on a holiday. I just bought a GoPro for for my wife's birthday, um, and you know we came up with this idea. Um, but it was just an idea at that stage. We just kind of you know just got on with our lives. But then um, sort of an opportunity came up where um, I left my permanent job, uh, which was designing aircraft interiors. Um, to set up our own design studio Um, and so you know I was doing some work for clients designing aircraft but I also had this idea that I was like oh I'd like to you know let's see whether we can make that into a real product Um, so we quickly kind of rationalized the idea with some prototypes um, and you know we basically proved the idea Um, so then we spent the next sort of um, nine months Going through the development stages, uh, bigger prototypes, smaller prototypes, getting more functionality in, seeing what cameras would work with it, seeing which phones would work with it, that sort of stuff. Um, and then we, uh, you know, we've travelled to Asia where um, we found our manufacturer, and we sort of started to build a good relationship with 
with them and 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 we then invested in the kind of the tooling which is hmm. which is the expensive part of any um campaign or project right. is this kind of upfront payment to um to pay for the uh, for the project tooling and i think with most um indiegogos they people don't invest in the tooling before they start the campaign they're raising money to be able to afford that tooling um but i've seen some campaigns fall foul of uh the problems you have after investing in the tooling you know there's there's more development um you have there's a bit of refining you find things don't go together as well um and that can that period of refinement with your manufacturer can take some time um so uh we just thought we would you know we took that upon ourselves just to take that hit you know so we you know so we uh funded the funded the tooling and we've then spent the next sort of six to eight months um just refining the product with the manufacturer and making sure that our processes worked um so that when we came to indiegogo um you know we could deliver in the time scales that we said that we would deliver right um so yeah i think it's important you know i've seen campaigns where they promised uh you know they're going to deliver in three months and it's two years down the line yeah you know yeah. you want to avoid that at all costs it's quite yeah yeah that's yeah. no good no uh, good at all yeah so um and then obviously covid19 happened so uh, we had hoped to have started maybe six months ago, but um, we just felt it was the wrong time to launch. Yeah, so. gotcha. So you know, so it sounds like you you have experience in just product design in general from the past job, correct? I mean, it just sounds like you at least know this world. You know what you're at least looking for or the pitfalls. Would that be a fair yeah. statement? You think? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, aircraft interiors. You know. There's just product design everywhere, designing right. the seats, designing the overhead bins. You know, uh, every generation wants to be lighter, more advanced. Uh, you know, they're trying to compress all the seats together so they can fit more passengers. So <laughs> right. um, product development is kind of, you know, is my background. I understand what's involved in the process from kind of the initial concept right through to delivery of the aircraft. So, yeah, that's kind of in my DNA. So, so. Inside of that, as you're kind of going through that, you know, that journey there, what are you looking for to validate that your product is one going to do what you want it to do? Two, it's going to be it's it, it's it's going to look great. It's going to be functional. You know, what are you looking for inside of that as you're kind of going through prototypes and you know just that process? Like, what are you looking for? Uh, just test, test, test. You know, at every stage. You know, with a new prototype or uh, or a new kind of concept, it's testing it. You know, put it in front of people, see what they, how did it feel like? You know, we spent hours agonising over, uh, you know, the grip. You know, how 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 uh, how wide it was. Uh, you know, was it wide enough for the fifth percentile? You know, the smallest uh, hands versus the biggest hands. Um, so it's, you know, it's just testing it, and it's also knowing when to be like, that's enough. You know, right, right. You know, uh, that sort of thing. You know, a designer will always want to, you know, continue to refine, continue to refine. Um, uh, but because we had these four functions, we were always trying to balance one function with the other function. You know, not trying to compromise too much. So it was just trying to strike that balance. So that's why, you know, we spent most of the time in our development was basically 
prototype test, prototype test, prototype test, until we came to a nice harmony with the product. Yeah. Are, are you, for a product like this, because it, it, it is a fairly crowded field, even though you're doing something very unique in it, are you looking at competitors and what they've, you know, what, what, what groundwork they've already laid to this point and trying to work from that at all? Or are you going completely, you know, from the, from the ground up? Yeah, I mean, so with the with the additional functionality that we had, um, this kind of the floating element, it kind of meant that we had to obviously deliver the same level of quality in terms of, you know, if it's going to be a tripod, it needs to, it needs to be a good tripod. Right. Um, you know, and there's plenty of good tripod uh, manufacturers. So we obviously were trying to maintain the same level, but we were trying to achieve something different. So we were just looking at a slightly different perspective to make, you know, to enable it to float and, and do all that sort of thing. So you're always aware of what is out there, but you've also not got to be led led by that because you're at the end of the day trying to bring out something that somebody hasn't come up with. You know, in the three years that, um, that we were developing this project, I was just surprised nobody else had done it. Right. But it's just, that's all it takes with a, it's a simple idea in reality. You know, everyone that I've given it to or, or tested it, they're just like, this is a no brainer. Like if, if I have a tripod and I'm just messing about by the water or whatever, I want it to float. Right. It's just, so, um, it's the simple things, right? So, yeah, it certainly is. Um, so, yeah. so, you know, in that journey, when, when did you make that decision to actually make that investment in the molds? I mean, I know that I know, from all my conversations, that's a big, big moment. Where were you in like the prototyping or the testing to say, you know what, we actually have something here. I'm ready to take that next risk. Cause I think that's a big step. You, you it sounds like you took. Uh, yeah, it was about, it was about a year. So it was after a year. So our prototypes uh, weren't adding any more value. So, you know, when you're using 3d printers or um, however you decide to make a prototype, um, when they when they stop adding value and you are you've you've reached your design conclusion, um, you're then looking at right. Okay, well the design is finished, but the next part is the engineering. So it's kind of um, you know will it work in mass production? Because you can make some beautiful prototypes. You know, uh, you know all these products you do see on Gravelink, they look beautiful, but it's getting that end result. How do you get from that lovely concept? To something that people will actually pick up and buy um and you know so that we just basically hit a wall it's like are we going to commit to this um and i we just believed enough and we could see that nobody else was going to do it so we just we just took the plunge on it really that's cool and are you at that point looking for any sort of market validation or is that still where you are right now with Indiegogo? Or, or did you want to find something in that to say, you know, again, before I take this big step, I know people are actually going to still want to buy it, you know? Like, there's going to be something. Did you guys do anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we ta- we handed it to, to, you know, enough people or sort of a small group of testers that had given us feedback and it, and it was performing as we wanted it. So that was kind of enough validation that we could sell it. But there's always that anxiety before you launch. <laughs> and, you know, you've invested so much time and so much money into it. It's like, well, how many people will buy it? Um, 
you know, there's always that anxiety, but like, uh, you know, you've we've, we've, we've done our research. Um, we're users of the product. So we knew we, we were using every day, you know, when we traveled, it does, you know, it's so lightweight. It weighs only 140 grams, um, which is, I always have to think cause I don't think yeah. in ounces or pounds, but, um, <laughs> It's, it's such a lightweight thing. It's ideal for kind of travel, you know, and it rolls up all that functionality. So we just knew it would work and it would be popular. Um, and it has. Um, timing, I think for us, timing is uh, one of the things, like we'd like to have got it out earlier for our backers to have had it in time for the summer, but then we could never have planned for COVID-19. It's right. just one of those, kind of, you know, it's always if only, but... Um, it, it seems to be popular, even though we've, we're yeah. in this situation. So that's cool. So, you know, inside of that journey, then where does where do you start thinking about crowdfunding or Indiegogo Kickstarter or whatever it is? Where do you just start thinking like, hey, we're going to use this as our vehicle to to launch the product? Uh, day one, I knew I was going to bring this product through crowdfunding. Um, I I knew that I was going to bring a product to crowdfunding two or three years before I just didn't hadn't had, you know, I hadn't found the idea that I felt would, would be the right idea. Um, and the, you know, there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to go to crowdfunding. Obviously there's the financial support, but I think it's the community. Like I think, you know, we, we may or may not raise as much or, you know, you don't, the, the amount of money you raise is kind of, you know, you have your desires, you set your targets. Um, but the thing that I, I knew we would get, but I didn't really understand the true value of it was the community that we get out of it. Um, there's obviously the backers, you know, there's just fantastic, the support you get, but it's also the other creators. It's the other campaign owners or, mm. or people who have already been through it in the past. So, you know, in the, in the journey that we've been through, I've connected with, um, lots of campaigns who are in the same field, like they brought a, a product, um, they brought a product to market for a GoPro action camera. You know, I connected to them. I said, you know, we're just about to do this uh, campaign. Um, you know, how did you go about it? What were your experiences? You know, what were your pitfalls? You know, and just, and they were so helpful because they just knew, you know, how, because it's it's incredibly difficult, yeah. uh, a crowdfund. Like, yeah. Yeah. it is quite, it's a quite a different experience to anything I've been through, actually. Um, and their support has been you know, probably the best thing that I've, we've got out of it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. It's one of the reasons we do this podcast because everybody, we want to talk about it. It's, it's like 10 times harder than everybody thinks when they start, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just going to put this up on the, uh, I'll put it up on the website and I'll run a couple of Facebook ads. I'll tell my friends and I'll raise a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, no, it's like the hardest hardest marketing to do on the planet like it's like super super hard you know i'm selling something that they're not going to get for five or six months like maybe five or six months you know well yeah i mean i mean if you i think pre-order the concept of pre-order now is like it's a huge thing isn't it like people aren't really interested they want it now everyone wants it on amazon and they wanted it two days ago and um that's a challenge, isn't it? Like people want, they're like, is it selling on Amazon? I get it's probably one of my big quick like requests right. I get all the time. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> you're backing, you're backing an idea or a project. You know, we're further along than an idea because we, you know, because that's where we where we took it. But 
um, you're, small, you're supporting a small company. And I suppose in these times, that's that's kind of even more important, like um, to kind of encourage innovation because innovation and, and things like that will get us out of the mess that we're in at the minute. Right. Um, is that kind of, that's where you're going to get growth. It's going to get new investment. Um, so new jobs, all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, so if you are backing a project, you are kind of, you know, you're kickstarting or indigo going um, a new company which will employ people and, and new ideas and things. So that's, it's, it's a good thing to back this project. Yeah, totally. So, you know, now that you've kind of, you know, you knew you were going to do uh, some sort of crowdfunding from day one and you now you have your prototype and you're, everything's feeling good. When do you know that you're ready to launch though? When, before you hit that button, did you have a mailing list that you built or was there some data points you were looking for? When did you just know now is the time to hit that, that launch button? Um, I think in hindsight, um, we thought we were ready back in February. Um, but you know, we were ready with, you know, we're designer and engineer and we were ready in terms of the product. Our tooling was made. We had, uh, done a small batch runs of the product. You know, we'd done all the testing. We'd done all that sort of stuff. And yeah, we had some social media presence, a small amount, um, the thing that we didn't realize would take so long. I think we thought it would be like an instant thing when you put the website up and you're like, well, you know, we'll capture loads of emails. <laughs> but that is something, you know, especially when um, we, we were being told that we needed 30 or 40,000 emails. And, and that was a real shock because to build a list like that takes time. Yeah. Um, and it also takes money in terms of advertising and all that sort of stuff. And I think... You know, we could have we could have spent an absolute fortune on that, but there is a point where you kind of have to go. This is our first project. Yep. This is the first time we're doing it. Um, we don't we don't know all the pitfalls. We don't know where we could lose money. So we've been fairly cautious in, I suppose, our marketing budget and and what we've been willing to spend. So it did take a long time, or it took you know several months to kind of grow a list. Um, and then I think as we came out of the lockdown and we had a certain amount of following, we were just like, if we don't go now, we'll miss this season or, you know, people are coming mm-hmm. into summer. This product's very kind of, uh, you know, it's ideal for when people are out in the, in the water enjoying their holidays and stuff. So it just felt like the right time. I think we could have gone on and on and on trying to build email lists or, yeah, you know, when, when do you stop? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, no, there is no actual magical number. You know, at some point no. you just have to go, all right, listen, we got a bunch. There's energy. It feels like the right time and push the button. Yeah. Let's see what happens. That's cool. Well, we actually, I mean, we haven't even talked about the Indiegogo. So while we're talking right now, you've got about eight days to go over uh, just under $70,000 in the U.S. here that I'm looking at on, on my end here, but over 900 backers, which that's a lot of orders. Um, so I'm assuming you guys got to be really excited about that. Um, is, is, is this campaign kind of where you thought it was going to be just when you looked at your data and the, and the launch, have you guys felt like this has been a very, very successful campaign? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely where we, where we'd hope to be. Like you have aspirations to be higher and you don't, and you have low limits as well, but it's definitely gone as we planned. Like it's, it's, it's going well. We're, we're really happy with it, but you can always do more and, and, but we were, we're really happy with it's essentially doing what it needs us to do. Um, 
I'm, we're trying to manage also, like, I think you can push really hard uh, with the marketing and sell and sell and sell, but that, that can have a detrimental effect on delivery as well. So we're just, through the campaign, we're just trying to balance sales stroke delivery, you know, so that we don't compromise on our promise to deliver in August, as we've said. And we are, well, we are managing to do that. So the product will have been manufactured by the end of the month and then we'll go through the quality inspection and then we'll start, you know, it will start, it will ship to our fulfillment and then on to the end customer. So, you know, that's, that's also really important because if we can do that, that will also build a stronger brand because people will like, these people are reliable. We want to buy something off them again. So it means then we could come back to the platform with confidence with another project. And we will have also learned all the things like, you know, how to market something because I've never done it before. I mean, it's <laughs> another animal. Whole another animal. So has, yeah. there been any, has there been anything that's like stood out in this campaign that you guys just had no idea that, you know, like, I don't know, a country that's supporting you or just something that's just been completely, uh, completely out of left field? Um, we knew that it would be popular in certain countries. Like it's very popular um, in the US. You know, they're probably the, it's, it's well over half um, our backers are from the US and, and Canada. Um, and, you know, it's popular in Europe as well. But we've sold in over 50 countries now. And I think we've sold in um, 46 states of the US. So wow. we have designed something that is pretty global. It doesn't matter where you're from or, you know, which is which is great. I think the thing that we've learned from that is um, is the shipping, you know, yeah. That becomes a bit of a, a bit of a, a challenge. It'd be easier if everyone came from one country, but e- equally, you know, it kind of makes it more popular if it's you can sell it anywhere. So yeah. So how did you guys navigate that? Because that's something I like to talk about on every episode. I like to at least hint at it. Like shipping can make or break you. So how did you guys approach it and put a strategy together to to handle that? I think the devil is in the detail. Just don't. You've just got to be very particular about it. Yeah. Um, you just need to really verify all your costs. And, um, you know, I think that's it. It's just make sure that you just double check. I'm just constantly double checking because if we make any mistake there, the, the in reality, shipping costs more than the product does. You know, it's just so expensive. So you really got to get the shipping right. So you just got to make sure I'm still on a daily basis going, have I got this right? You know, <laughs> is it going for the right place? You know, all those sort of things. But, um, you know, we've done it so many times, checking, checking, checking. We just, we hope maybe we'll have a call and say, how did the shipping go? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's cool. And, you know, and, and when you were kind of approaching this, what were you looking for? you know, and when you're building out your page design, what were you trying to get at in terms of maybe like that buyer persona and lining up the content to support that? Cause it clearly you probably had somebody like a vision in your mind of who this, who this consumer is, who's going to buy your product. How did you then uh, attack the content to, to line that up, right. To make it a, a seamless thing. Cause I think you guys did an amazing job on that. I think your, your page looks really great and stuff. So great content, but how did you guys approach that? I think that's a big step for a lot of project creators as well. 
I think we enjoyed making the content for our own project too much because ultimately <laughs> I, I love being outdoors and I love being in the water and I love kind of doing all the water sports and all that sort of stuff. So I think we enjoyed it. That doesn't mean we're the best at creating content. And I've learned that. I think actually I've learned that more in this campaign, like, and the community that we've now kind of gained through you know the product samples we've sent we've met some amazing content creators and and what they produce is fantastic and actually if i was to do it again i'd probably get them on board sooner um but i think it was my kind of lust to enjoy making the content myself that kind of it's very easy to get i got buried into that a little bit um you know i am i am the youth you know i would buy this product I, you know, I've designed it, but I would have bought this product had I, had I been there. So I kind of enjoy those water sports. So I felt I knew what I'd be looking for. I think it's a very, there is a strong community around sort of action cameras anyway. So it kind of needed to look dynamic and fresh and um, and all those sort of things. Um, but then we're not GoPro, we're not DJI. So we had to add our own personal flair and element. And I think we've done that through you know, our choice of colors and things like that, I suppose. It's cool. So, you know, campaign ends in, in a little over a week. What starts happening on your end? And you've kind of mentioned a little bit, you know, you know, you have the molds and stuff, but like what starts happening just to make sure that you're getting this product in your hands for people uh, on your timeline? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not sure I got the question. So, so what starts happening for you, like in terms of getting the product in people's hands? And, and you've mentioned it a little bit, but just, you know, what do you have to start, start physically doing to ship out these units to people uh, in your timeline? Um, so we've still, so we're, uh, the product's just coming to final assembly. Uh, then we have the quality inspection. So just making sure that everything is to the highest quality. It meets all the engineering drawings we've done. And then it is shipping to shipping to the UK and we've got a fulfillment, a couple of fulfillment centers around the world. So they'll be going to those locations. Um, and then it's just managing the logistics of that. So we'll be doing um, surveys to make sure that everyone's addresses are all correct. Um, and all those sort of things, all those details. Um, and also we'll be giving an option if, if people want to speed up their shipping, you know, because, um, you know, we can't promise the earth, but, you know, if people need it for for a holiday, then they could, you know, they could pay additional to get it there faster or, or whatever. But um, those are it's the logistical elements and making sure um, all of all of those good things are done properly and, and on time. Gotcha. And, and what does your like next year look like for for either this product or the company in general? Um, so we have a few ideas that we'd like to kind of develop and I think the way we're going to address it will be slightly differently to the way we've addressed this since we've now got a community on board you know suddenly we've got you know at least a thousand people who will have bought the product that we can kind of verify it with mm-hmm. you'd be like what do you think of this product you know in, you know invite them as part of your as a bigger focus group right um so I think we'll be we'll be doing that with a few products that we have um you know, obviously, we'll be pushing to sell um, new grip um, to more people, so more people can enjoy it and kind of make their lives easier. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a bit. It's a balance of you know growing the brand uh, with some more products and more development, um, and just you know it'd be nice to grow the team as well because at the minute it's just uh, myself 
and my wife and it would be good to um you know get some get some additional people to to work with and enjoy working with so that, yeah. that's that's the next year and and how, and how about your maybe your five year roadmap is it something that you see making all making you know 10 different versions of this they just get bigger smaller whatever it is or different colors or do you see yourself kind of moving into multiple different products in maybe the camera space you know or what, what do you kind of see for the next five years so I'm I personally like to declutter so I'm not after kind of for the sake of making something um you know you know, we brought this product to make life easier. They don't have to take so many things with them when they're traveling, um, all those sort of things. So if anything, we're going to be bringing products that simplify people's relationship with travel, make it less stressful when they're going away. You know, um, you know, I've had people who are camera enthusiasts and they're like, I've got lots of different tripods, but I'm actually not going to need any of the other ones now. I'm just going to use this one. You know, my wife's not going to be annoyed because I've got a bag full of camera bits and parts and uh, and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's what we'll be doing with more kind of travel and adventure-based products. And they will be photography-related, and sometimes they may not be. But I think that's what we'll be looking to is to kind of declutter, make things more efficient, lightweight, you know, all the things that we kind of all desire when we're kind of getting ready to go on a break or traveling or um, so that that's that's the plan. That's cool. Very very cool. So I've been ending the episodes since quarantine with a kind of a lightning round of questions. So if you're ready for them, I can shoot them over your way. <laughs> Go for it. All right. So uh, what's the uh, what's the best thing you've watched recently? Uh, maybe on the Netflix or the Hulu, the HBO, whatever it might be. One of those streaming services. On the Netflix. Um, oh, that's you've just put me on on the spot. <laughs> Gosh. Um, well, my wife likes a lot of the vampire shows that we've been, you know, so we've been watching some things like that, which, um, you know, should be horrified that I said that. But, um, <laughs> um, have you seen Normal People? It's a thing, it's like a BBC drama. No. We watch that. Um, things like, you know, we've watched plenty of stuff, but to be honest, we've been so focused on the, on the project, you kind of watch something just to kind of shut down. Yeah. Right. I don't really remember any of it. <laughs> yeah, the background noise stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just something's on. That's cool. How about yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about uh, is there uh, anything you're reading book wise at all? Uh, actually, I'm reading a vampire book, which is Man, <laughs> about vampires. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I I do read you know various business books and things like that, but um, I've kind of just been mainly focused on this. Um, yeah, I walk I walk my dog. The thing that I do probably the most is walk my dog. I think uh, that does a lot of good for me. Uh, I'm getting out in the fresh air. Yeah. It kind of, uh, you can think a lot, but you're outside um, and he always needs a walk. So, uh, yeah. you know, there's yeah. always that to be done. So it's good to get a little uh, less screen time where you're just constantly plugged in all yeah. the time. So, uh, yeah, how about especially with communication, like that's the thing I was never prepared for is, you know, tweeting, WhatsApping, Facebooking, <laughs> Instagramming, emailing. Yeah. It's it's relentless. So if you can just have a bit of downtime from the screen, it's great. Actually. Yeah, that's great. Now I'm I know you listen to my podcast all the time. So you're I know you're number one fan there, but is there any other podcast that you might listen to? Do you know what? I'm not you know, I I'm I I actually I more watch uh sort of YouTube and uh sort of bloggers of camera stuff. 
uh, you know, Peter McKinnon's like over lockdown, I learned so much from Peter McKinnon's like camera uh, tutorials and things like that. So that's kind of that's cool. That's that's what I've been mainly doing. So that's nice. And all right, my last one will be: Is there any sort of like blog or website you kind of kind of go to for business or you know, I don't know, just just marketing, whatever it might be, that just kind of help you uh, sort of you know move forward or learn something. Um, I'm trying to think. I, you know, there's so much out there. I don't specifically go to one place. I kind of just browse, and if I see something that I like, I'll kind of capture it. So I think for me, I use like because I'm a creative. Uh, I use Pinterest a lot. So if I see something visually I like, I just Pinterest it. So I've got these kind of mood boards of like content or like design ideas and things like that. So that's kind of uh, the way I kind of journal things that I like. So I kind of browse rather than kind of focus in on, on one particular thing. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I do something kind of similar with pocket. I store it all the way into the, the app pocket, you know, things that I like and I just move it all in there. So kind of the same. Yeah, sort of concept. Yeah. But that's awesome. Well, again, I think I, I appreciate you taking time on your day here. I know it's a busy time with the uh, campaign uh, finishing up here, but I encourage everybody to go check it out. Uh, it's new grip four in one over on Indiegogo, about eight days to go. Is there any other place that you want to send people any other websites or stuff, or should we just send everybody to the Indiegogo page? Absolutely. Just go see Indiegogo. Um, we've got a website which has been live for a while. It's www.nu-bear.com. Um, so that's our main website. Um, and it'll, you know, the product will feature on there after Indiegogo. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Richard, congrats on a great campaign, really cool product. Uh, I'm a big fan over here on my end. You're probably going to get me as a backer cause I always love new gadgets. So, uh, this feels like That's it's going to definitely fit into our, uh, our arsenal over here, but, uh, uh, congrats on, yeah. Uh, and good luck on the next eight days. Hope you guys continue uh, bringing in some backers. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having, having me on. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. How about that conversation with Richard? Totally, totally awesome product. And this guy is a pro in the design world, man. Designing stuff that was, you know, stuff for airport, uh, uh, for airplanes. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. So make sure you guys, if you're interested, go over to Indiegogo right now. They've only got a few more days left in their campaign. Go check it out. Become a backer. Support what they're working. Or become a Gawker backer. Just put a dollar in. Watch their campaign. That's something you guys can do too. All of it would be really, really helpful for their campaign. So, all right, guys. We're listening to some Sugar People music. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad we're going to have a full week here. We've got another episode for Thursday. So you guys stay cool out there. Stay safe and uh, enjoy the music. And I'll talk to you all on Thursday. Later.
that's stressing you out. Organizing, enterprising, whatever that you may do. If you feel this funky vibe, the pulse that's keeping you alive. Knowing to go get a dress grooving, your cares and life will seem to flow away. It's easy to get lost and find my way. It may be dark and black as night. If the party's hot, you'll be alright. 'Cause flames keep lighting, you're still sizzling. Toasting our cares goodbye, feeling good, celebrating our new life, waiting to stretch out our arms and say, If you're feeling down, I don't want your friends around. Get up from your rug, get you feeling well enough. Move off that seat and on your feet to get down. Oh yeah, it's easy to get lost and find my. Have you be alright? 'Cause flames give light and you're still sizzling. 